You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. There have been a ton of celebs in the news recently with major relationship updates. Brit Brit is prego, Kravis got hitched in Vegas, and our rom-com dreams have come true with Benefer's second engagement. Oh boy. With all of this love in the air, we can't help but wonder how it happens for some people, but hasn't yet for us. Hashtag are we right? Jen, what are your thoughts about all the events going on with all these crazy pairings and getting back together and... People having babies 15 years after their last baby and all this, like, it just seems like the universe is fucking everything up, just putting everything in a pot and shaking it and throwing it out like dice. What what are your thoughts on all this? (laughs) I think that was a great analogy. It does feel that way. I kind of feel like there's license to be crazy when you're in that world. And maybe because you're matched with another celebrity, you, everything's heightened because like, the drama is in the public eye and you're invested in their lives and you know their past versus like a normal person dating a normal person. And you're just like, that's cool. Or when like Matthew McConaughey started dating, whatever her name is, Alves. Camilla. Camilla, right? Exactly. Her or Matt, uh, Matt Damon and his wife. And it was like, okay, cool. They were plucked from obscurity. Seems pretty out of the limelight. Good for them. And successful family and marriage all these years later. So I don't know. Maybe this is a crash and burn kind of situation and we're going to see all of these things fall apart. I don't want that for anybody. I want people to find love. And that is why I'm like fully on board with Benefer. But it's also so like unbelievable that two people who were together 20 years ago, it didn't work then. And suddenly now after multiple marriages on her side and he was with whoever he dated and has kids and she's got kids and super high profile relationships that suddenly now it all makes sense and will work itself out. I don't know, but there's something, there's something in the air right now. I will say that because Taylor Strecker, I was just on Taylor Strecker's um, podcast, which was a lot of fun. You guys should check it out. But she was talking to me about, she was asking me about fuck boys because her ex she's married. She's got a beautiful wife now. But her ex uh, is like trying to hit her up again, who she hasn't talked to in about 15 years. And then you got Benifer that are getting back together. You know, um, Brittany's back in the spotlight. It's almost like the times are like this. The universe is like, remember all this stuff? It's it's almost it's it's got to be cosmic. It's got it. Well, usually that happens during Mercury and retrograde. Retrograde brings back the past and has you like confront it. That's um, not for another month. 
Right. So I don't know. This is premature. And maybe this has to do with climate change. It's affecting our planetary cosmos as well. It's, <laughs> it's now intergalactic climate change and it's messing with astrology. But you know what? It's not affecting me in any way. And thankfully, because I would not want a single ex-boyfriend to come after me. Yeah. Well, you your exes that you actually want to come your way. Are there any exes that I want to come my yeah. way? I uh, no. I mean, look, I'm I'm um oh god, what was that show called? What was that movie called that uh Dane Cook did? Um Good Luck Chuck, Good Luck Charlie or whatever it was. Chuck. Good, good luck Chuck. Uh I'm that guy. I'm 100% that guy. You date me for over 4 months and then you're going to be getting you'll find the love of your life right afterwards. Okay, like, Rob, we've been doing this podcast together for like I don't know how many months, but after 4 months does that mean like we're kind of like relate we're podcast dating so am i gonna get married maybe maybe if you listen to some of the shit i have to say then maybe you'll get married and look i think i'm not a bad boyfriend i think i'm a good boyfriend i devote all my attention to the person that i'm dating i just think that there's a i think maybe i'm like did you see that meme where the um the uh it said like i I don't have girlfriends anymore. I just have foster girls until they find their forever home. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I feel like I do. I find these like broken winged birds and I take them in and I try to like nurse them back to health. And then they're like, "Cool, thank you for the nest and the food and all that other stuff. I'm going to go now." And then they go fly off and and have a life. And that's yeah. So that's, that's if any ex came back to me right now, I think I'd probably be surprised because. Um, they're all married pretty much or like have serious relationships. But I guess my last one, I, I really liked our physical connection and we got along really well. So if she came back, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, she was Why the pre-COVID. COVID. It was just pre-COVID. We got into like an argument right when COVID started. And then I was like, we were both like, you know what? Let's just, let's just go our own separate ways for now and see where we're at afterwards. But, but that was two argument? years ago. One argument did it. I feel like you can get through any one argument. Yeah, it was it was one argument, but it was what it was like. We were spending a lot of time together, and the the proc the like the thought of spending a quarantine together. I think both of us were kind of like, and there was a big age difference, so it might not have lasted for a long time anyway. It was just perfect time for us to both be like, we enjoyed this. Maybe we'll get back to it at some point, but for right now, good luck. Well. Sounds like you made the right choice. But at the same time, we asked the question, you know, why is it not happening for us? It's happening for all these celebs. It, people are coming back into each other's lives. And then here we are, just the two of us. Yeah. And I, well, actually, I've gone on a couple of dates recently. Well, at least you're, that's what I'm saying. At least you're dating. But I mean, you'd think that with the sheer amount of dates you go on, that one would have stuck by now, right? You'd think, but sadly, or maybe fortunately, depending on perspective, those haven't worked out yet and were merely just blips on the radar. Have you, what was, what was like the last, like, like relationship you had that was over like three weeks? Have you had one recently? (laughs) Over three weeks. So not recently. It was probably like three years ago at this point. Over three weeks? Yeah, it was four and a half months and it was a really long time ago. So, oh no, that's not true. I'm lying. I went out with that one guy 
Uh, <laughs> one guy. No, I mean, what was his name? Oh, I know. He was a you, wait. You dated him for more than three weeks, and you don't know his. You don't remember his name. It's just not memorable. You know, they all just. It's like out with the wash or whatever that saying is. Um, <sighs> throw the baby out with the bathwater. Something out there makes sense for this occurrence. There's a meme I'm sure out there that explains what I'm talking about. So, he I dated. Let's say I went on five to six dates with him. So that was likely over the course of probably oh, four to that five was, weeks. That was literally dating. It wasn't like a boyfriend. It wasn't like a relationship. No, no of course. Right. So he didn't stand out. He didn't like stand out from the crowd or anything. God, no, I can barely remember his name. So yeah. Anyway, someone who did stand out though is today's guest who we crossed paths with sort of serendipitously. We actually shared her meme to RIG and she reached out. We thought, who better to have on the show than somebody who truly gets what we're all facing in dating, but brings humor to it. For those who haven't seen it, the hilarious yet surprisingly relatable meme basically sums up Jen. It says, I stopped telling my friends about all my first dates because weeks later, they'll be like, how's Joe? Or what's up with Nick? Or when do we get to see Kevin again? And I'm like, I have no fucking clue who any of those men are, except maybe the Jonas Brothers. Well, folks, that is me in a nutshell. And Sarah Reynolds, in a nutshell, is a writer and humorist living in Seattle, Washington. Her best work has appeared in The New Yorker, McSweeney's, Betches, Group Chats, and countless dating app messages. She tweets with mild abandon and then naturally posts screenshots of her tweets to Instagram. You guys should all follow her at OMGSKR. Sarah writes about dating and making jokes and creates content about dating as a way to cope with the more disappointing parts. Woof, don't I know it. She's not a dating expert, but definitely a master dater. And she believes you should be doing it on your own terms and making it fun. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. We appreciate you. I know we met under unusual circumstances. Are you wanna... though, that's so 2022 to meet via DM. It is. I slid into you guys' DMs because you used one of my memes. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, this isn't the typical sliding into the DM though. This no, is motherfuckers. I... You took my, you took my meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know do you know mara no we're strictly she has reposted a lot of my content over uh, the years because she can relate to it like and i you know i listened to her uh her podcast with you guys and you know it's we're on the same page on a lot of things and we're in the same boat which it seems like a lot of us which, are yeah which is your so me like your memes are relatable which is which is you know the big part of memes that's how you got to get yes. blown up and it's good that you did call us out because memes is like you know, the 18th century, you know, story that was in the New York Times or the New Yorker, you know, or something like that. So yeah, you got to claim your, claim your stuff, right? Because otherwise, yeah. Yeah. And when it is so relatable, people think for some reason, people think that like words are just like, they have free reign to take them and make them their own. uh, And that someone didn't actually write them initially. Uh, so that it, it does happen to me very often to see. And it, uh, luckily, I've acquired enough like really fantastic followers who will tag me anytime it happens, nice. uh, which is great. It's nice to have a little army on the lookout, but it happens so often that like. You know what else people do? They they put their little stamp, they put their name or their ad or whatever inside the meme, like right next to like the yeah. words. So you can't 
nobody can cut that shit it's out. It's a watermark, too. basically, obviously. I right, think but like sounds- I have my picture, my name, my handle, <laughs> all on there. And someone's just like, snip, snip, snip. That's mine now. So, you know, I get it. I'm, I'm you know, it, posting memes is a very small part of like who I am. So putting yeah. a watermark in the middle of it is probably the smart thing to do. Or hiring like an IP lawyer. That's on my to-do list. (laughs) Well, speaking of who you are, let's dive into it. So as we ask everybody that comes on the show, um, are you single, taken, or is it complicated? I am very single and proud to say so. What does very single mean? (laughs) I mean, like, like my phone's not like dry right now, but like, (laughs) it could be a little wetter. I'm just kidding. I've said that before. Um, It's, you know, I'm, there's a couple guys that I'm like chatting with, but like, there is nobody I'm like, even excited about at this moment. So to me, that's like very single versus like, there's something on the horizon. So I'm just regular single. So. Oh my gosh. I totally get that. And I was actually thinking about it the other day. I'm like, when have I truly been excited about somebody I'm talking with where I'm like super psyched in a couple days, I'm going to see them. And then I get excited when they text me and not annoyed. And then I'm, you know, making plans down the line in the future and actually in a relationship. I feel like there's a lot of speed bumps. And then I I like anything between like the first date and marriage to me is like the worst part, (laughs) which is a very long line of, of, of time. Um, But like the second you have a good first date and you're excited about them and you can't wait to see them again. Like that's when it becomes like complicated and weird. And you're like, should I text him? Will they think I'm coming on too strong? Like, are they not excited about me anymore? You start asking yourself a million questions in the middle of this like insane gray area. And like, that is the point to me when dating is like, you know what, I'm just going to start over. <laughs> like, Wait, do you, do you feel like, do you, are you one of those people that like has a great second date and then you're planning the wedding? Oh, ooh, no. A couple oh, months God. ago? No, no. But to me, like second, like, a good first date, I have those all the time. I have a fair amount of like good second dates. Like if after that, like if you're if we're entering third date territory, like we're both into each other, we're both like doing something right. And then it's like, okay, like what is the goal to keep going? Like yeah. if you're gonna spend three nights of your of however many weeks with one person, like something you need to know what's coming up without being like, what are we? Like it's not that territory. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. The gray area is just what makes it like tedious. And there's a fine line between being like, I'm so excited about someone. And then it's like, well, now I'm like anxious about this person. Like the excitement turns into anxiety and it shouldn't with the right, with somebody who's texting, um, you know, the way you want them to reading from the script you wrote for them in your head, <laughs> uh, you know, then there's no anxiety, right? Like you're comfortable. You can tell that they're on the same page as you. And it's exciting, but the second it, there's any doubt in your mind is when it gets like, this isn't fun anymore, you know? I get that, and I experience it regularly. So thankfully, there are memes to convey my yes. inner feelings because I sometimes cannot find the words. And if I did, it would be like a 72-page experience. Yeah. Um, so how are you meeting these people? What is your process for finding a yeah. prospect? So when everybody asks me, like, 
what dating app I'm on, I just say all of them because th- th- someone should name a dating app, all of them, because it really sums it all up. And then just do like what we're doing with cable, right? It's like everybody 100%. got off cable just, and then just got there all the apps for the different streaming services. And now it's all coming exactly. back. to It's the same way when there's like a bar, like, you know, there's a bar where there's like usually singles. Well, everybody on Saturday should be at the same bar if you're single in that city. Like, don't make me work for it and go to like nine different bars with my girlfriends to find like some cute singles. Like, yeah. So, uh, most of the time, I'd say 80% of the time I'm meeting guys on dating apps uh, when I make the effort to swipe because swiping can be a tedious process um, and it's you shouldn't let it. So like I'll it's like little exercises like I do my little swipes, you know, a couple times a day when I'm bored and then I like put it down and like if someone messages me or we match great. But, you know, the second you're like, I hate swiping, then you're not it's not fun for you anymore. Uh, and that's when you should stop. That's when you should stop. Exactly. Um, but I also meet, uh, since my accounts have grown in the last like two years, I've been on a handful of really great dates with guys that I met Instagram and Twitter DMs. So, which is wow. honestly my favorite dating app. Like it's a mess. My DMs are a mess. Like most people who have any sort of, even like a tiny little following, like you know, it's a, it's an easy way to get access to somebody you wouldn't normally have access to. Uh, and so, yeah, it, there, but to me, there's no difference between like vetting and sifting through that garbage the same way there is on a dating app. So I'm having so many rev you're, you're like, you're like a, a the soil for my imagination. <laughs> Did you just of call like me what? dirty? <laughs> you're dirty. <laughs> But the good, but the growing but the, dirty, but the, the good, good the good dirt, yeah. the good dirt, the All producing right. dirt. <laughs> Just planting the seed over here. <laughs> but like so many things, like I had a revelation that, you know, with the, like when we were younger girls, you know, that maybe this is the eighties or whatnot, but like girls spend a lot of time, you see like writing, you know, Sarah plus whoever on their notebook and like imagining what it was like to be together, imagining what they were like as a couple, you know my third grade girlfriend, Abby Walker made me marry her in the playground, you know, like that kind of thing. And, uh, but then guys looked at girls and they're like, Oh, you have cooties. Right. Right. So it was like, that's the way we were raised with those beliefs from day so one, old. no effort on the man's right. behalf. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> yeah. have to, like, we were just like, we like you. And you were like, yes or no, which is exactly right. how I use like hinge these days. Like I don't go in and like people. I wait till someone like pulls my hair on the playground and I say yes or no. Like you, ha- you know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, I think in general, women put more effort into their dating profiles. And then if you want to throw it back to the elementary school days, yeah, they were the ones who were like, you know, dreaming about a future, which is very comical at like eight to think about a future <laughs> in any capacity. But yeah, um, yeah the, the effort level is very funny because it doesn't, it kind of like plateaus for you yeah. guys perhaps. And then we just ca- yeah, we just catch up. We just catch up to you guys. And then you're so far advanced that yes. you're like, why aren't you playing the game right? We've been I'm playing this since waiting, we were eight honestly. years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the idea of like your, your, your bar, like what if you did just have a singles bar you have to show either you have to take a picture with the bouncer and they can put it on their Instagram page to show that you are entering the bar and that you're single so that you can't cheat on anybody and have them come like 
You know what I mean? You can't be like, I'm single, but I really, you really have a girlfriend because they can always just check that. That's ball. a little convoluted, but I'm, I, I, I like where you're going with it. Well, there's so many things for like people to like sneak around and totally. do bad things with, yeah. you know, it's like, that's the other thing is like trust. How do you trust anything with these apps and who you're talking to? And are they real? And are they who they say they are? Well, I will tell you that. So, you know, you were mentioning being on like multiple apps and things. So people create different profiles for different apps and use different pictures and different quotes and all this stuff. Yeah. I matched with a guy on two separate apps and he's two different ages. And I'm no. like, Sir, how are we going to reconcile these lies? But speaking of, you know, trust in general, do you go out, do you go out on dates with guys and be interrogated by them? Like whether you're going to put them in a meme or not, are they insecure about that? First of all, I will say that like vetting your date is very important and very possible. And I get a lot of questions that are like, how many bad dates have you been on? And I really haven't been on a lot because I will like find out everything I can. And, and like in a, in a tasteful, like 10 minute kind of way, like find out everything you can about a date. I know you can only find out so much, but if there is an ounce of you, that's like, mm, something's a little shady. It probably is. And anytime I felt that way, I just haven't gone on the date and it usually ends up being the right move. So just, just saying that on top. And then to go on a date with a guy uh, I don't ever like in my in, in my Tinder, I don't put I never link to my social accounts because I don't need if I've swiped left on you, I don't want you coming crawling into my DMs. Um, and so they don't if they don't Google me, they have no idea that like, you know, I say I'm a writer, of course. Uh, and I put a little link to one of my New Yorker pieces in my Tinder bio just as like a test, uh, because the amount of guys that are like the link doesn't work. Uh, well, no, it doesn't. You have to literally, it says exactly where to go and you can type it in and read it. Uh, and then the amount of times guys have read something, I've written like a dating humor piece in the New Yorker, McSweeney's and been like, that was funny. And like, has no idea that I wrote it is, I mean, to me, those are little tiny details that like, I'm not saying I would eliminate a guy from the running, but like, that's telling me you're paying attention and you have like a general idea, like, what I do. And I've given you more information that, you know, it, it's like a little hidden gem in my profile. So all that being said, when they do find out that like I have a following and that I do write humor, uh, yeah, I think they're like, oh, well, like you're feel free to put me one of your memes. Like, first of all, what makes you think that you are even interesting enough to write about? Uh, and you're, if anyone is laughing on this date, like it's me because I've told a funny joke. Like, I just think if, if I'm going on a date with somebody and they're like, well, put me in one of your pieces, that is not the kind of person that I want to be with. Uh, and it's very telling to me. Those are really great signs right off the bat that, uh, and you know, frankly, of course, when I go on these dates, even if they suck, the best case scenario is like. I probably got some content out of it, um, but I, I will never, you know, blow up someone's spot. I won't call it anybody by name. I would never tag anyone or be like John Z, mostly because I don't remember what their names are. I couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> I mean, you are you are verbatim talking about also what our last guest talked about, Victoria Grant. Oh, sorry to be unoriginal. <laughs> Veronica Grant. No, 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 no. Yeah. But but it's like it was it was her being like, look, if you 
if you get that feeling in your gut and you're not like inspired to be on this app, don't go on the app because you're bored. You're not yeah. going to be putting the right energy into it. You're probably not going to find somebody anyway. You're just going to get annoyed. Totally. And then exactly what Jen was just talking about. Uh, shit. Not remembering little... men's names. Yes. Jen, <laughs> we yeah. literally just talked about in the intro that I was like, you were dating this guy for like, you went on like, she said, oh, I dated a guy for a little while. We went on like five or six dates. I'm like, oh. She's like, I don't remember his name. I'm like, you, you're considering him like somebody you dated. I just asked you, but you don't remember his name? Nope, it's I don't remember. It's inconsequential name. at this point, but I do have a similar filtering process as you. My name is spelled with one N and it's right there front and center for guys to see. Mm-hmm. It's like when you send an email and somebody misspells your name when they reply, it's like, right. that's actually in my email and my signature. It's right. right there for you. Your eyes could tell you that, but they will misspell my name and put two N's and I immediately do not reply yeah. or I'll reply and say, Hey, it's actually one N and then I'll respond. But listen, I get autocorrect as a thing, but if you don't have the, if you're not putting in any effort at all on the first go of it, and that's my identity. My name is Jennifer. It's spelled J-E-N-I-F-E-R. Figure it out. Right. So like, Rob, would you be annoyed if somebody called you Robbie? And like, you're like, no, my name is Rob. I never told you it was Robbie. I mean, if somebody at the first go was like R-O-B-B, then I wouldn't get pissed. I just found out right now that you don't have 10, two N's in your name. <laughs> We've been friends for, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Of course. But um, of course, there's going to be spelling mistakes like that's going to happen. But you want to know that, like, I go back and unless I'm like drunk tindering, like otherwise, like I'm, of course, rereading what I wrote, because I also know that, like, when you have writer in your profile and a lot of guys will message me too, and they'll be like, you're a writer. I'm afraid to type to you. And I'm like, just, you know, they're used to just pounding on the keyboard and hoping for the best. And, you know, it's like to me, that's like a little encouragement to like put a little like try to. Try to type a full sentence for me, babe. Like, just- oh my god, isn't this is this is just a, a simile to this just sex between men and women too, right? They're just pounding on the keyboard, hoping for the best. That's what I the thought. Girls too. just want a little. <laughs> yeah. Girls just want a little effort, you know, a little yeah, that's detail. All we ask for just we want press the enter key in the right spot, and we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm gonna use the space bar on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna return you to sender. Right, hit return. Bye. Before we continue with the show, we wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. 
Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Believe, B-L-E-A-V. So you are dating and it's a little on the drier side right now. Do you have any sense of urgency to find somebody or are you just like on your own path, doing your own thing, waiting the 20 years to like find your (laughs) blend? Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, I've never had a sense of urgency when it comes to like finding love. Um, you know, I, I, to, for me to hear that, like, little girls were dreaming about their wedding, you know, that's very normal. And like, I was like, I can't wait to like write a book Uh, genuinely when I was like nine, like the thought of the thought of like marriage to me was never has never been a priority. And I think it's a lot from like hearing people say that like their wedding was the best day of their life. And I've always been like, I never want my wedding to be the best day of my life. Um, And that's like, I've, I've talked with many couples about this and they disagree with me and, you know, they have very good explanations as to why they don't mean it's like the number one, you know, I I know what they mean when they're, what they're saying. But, uh, so as far as urgency goes, like I've come this far, I'm 37 at this point and I've had long-term relationships. I've had boyfriends, I've had every kind of possible like scenario and, you know, I'm single at this point because I genuinely enjoy being single and I have for a really long time. I'm very independent, um, but I also live like a really cool and exciting life. And so, of course, I want to share that with someone besides my friends who have to listen to every detail of every exciting thing that happens to me, which that's what they get for being my friend. Yeah. Um, but no, but at this point, to- like my life is so and I and I think that that's what people struggle to understand, too, is that. I genuinely enjoy being single, but I also want to fall in love. And I think dating apps suck. And I think dating is a joke. And I think it's very funny. And, and, and I love being alone. So like, you can have all of those things happen at once and and still want to fall in love. And so urgent wise, I, I, you know, having a child is possibly still on my radar. I'm a very good uh, aunt at this point, And I love that I get to breeze through the door at playtime and be the favorite and then go do whoever and whatever the hell I want after. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm always hopeful despite it all. But you have to, you're doing your life, you're doing your thing, but somebody has, if somebody comes along, they have to enhance that, right? Absolutely. It, it can't be. You can't be looking to somebody to make it better or to, and there's a difference between enhancing and making it better. Enhancing means we do it together and I'm enjoying, we're both enjoying it. Not like I could only be happy or enjoy this if I had somebody with me. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get caught up in like, I need someone to complete me. Yes. I like, I no, I am so complete and so whole, and there's a whole joke there I won't make, but I like, I am so complete that like you, you are an addition. You are, you are by my side you are not like a part like I don't need you you're the icing on the cake but I like you I don't need you but I like you Uh, yeah and I want you around which is a very rare thing (laughs) yeah yeah I think at like this point we're all you know we are both 37 and Rob is 100 and so like by this point you're used to the life you've created and you like 
it. Hopefully you've picked the things that you do and how you spend your time and who you surround yourself with and your decor and what have you, the city you're in. So to bring someone in to what you've already created, that's like a pretty solid foundation, hopefully, is a lot of effort to actually find a place for them and make room for them so that they fit in with what you're already comfortable with because now you have to go outside of your comfort zone. I have girlfriends or friends in general that'll get in relationships after being single for a while and they're like, oh my God, I've never had to deal with this much scheduling. Like my time is not my own because you want them to be friends with your friends, but guess what? They have a whole family and friends of their own. Now you have to go to their friends' weddings. You have to go to their friends' baby birthdays. You've got to go to their family celebration and you're like, wait. It used to just be me who I thought about. Right. We're drinking at the same time. And like, I'm got to like, I'm telling this man my life. I don't know what I'm telling him at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And he, she's like, you need to be having one hour coffee dates. And I'm like, listen, like, I will do a lot of things. But that is so painfully like off brand for me that I like to see a man in the daylight for the first time and with like a hot cup of coffee. Like, I know. Um, but I do think that there's a happy medium between there. And, and to me, that's a level of maturity where you finally are like, okay, you need to stop treating dates like a social event and they can be everything. They can be a social event, but they can also, they, they should be intentional too. So speaking of being intentional, you Mm -hmm. know, you have, you've been around the dating apps, you've seen the things some people are super special. You are a writer. So your profile is probably immaculate and like you deserve an Oscar, but <laughs> what would you say is a leading trend you're seeing across male profiles, good and bad? Let's well, all decide our friend Rob, who might, who might one day join a dating app if we could get him to. Rob. What should he do and not do? Well, Jen, Jen also has let us know what men should be doing for the women, what they should be looking for. Yeah. So now when you're going the other way and you're, you know, you're looking at men's, what are things that will get your attention? I think. Right. Yeah. So the worst trends are men posing with gla- sunglasses, hats, and masks all in one photo. We have no, we have no idea what, who you are. Um, or like for, uh, selfies from under the chin in like a dark basement. Um, what kind of, what are you on like Tinder or are you That's on like mathmurderinbasement.com? Murderinbasement.com has yielded some really great uh, guys, for the and the, the dates are very short, though I can yes. imagine. Well, yeah, they're obviously going to. I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would be surprised on Bumble, on Hinge. Men do not have a good grasp on how to present themselves, and it it couldn't be a simpler process in the sense that it's like upload f- six pictures, please. And guys are like, okay, here's my favorite tree. <laughs> or like here's the I car I saw down the block like they it, it is here's my favorite mountain oh gosh look at that one for oh. the audience I actually just was swiping and I saw a guy resting on a tree and I was like that's you know that's at least he was rest. in it but I thought of it and I was like you know that's not the worst I've seen and then this guy with a goatee that's got like rubber bands down it and I don't even know what is this a you know what listen that to while that might not be your type or mine, he at least has a, you can see what his face looks like and what he has to offer. So I, that's, to me, that's not bad. It's not my, I or you find him or, you, or what if you yeah. have, 
Oh, geez. <laughs> what if the rubber band guy? What if the rubber band guy? You have long hair and you always lose your hair ties, right? This guy He's has got on one his for chin. He's like prepared. He's no, like because the most- then the minute he takes those off, Rob. That hair is unruly and it's that's all- That's why he's got six. That's, that's how long the bar is. is. We're looking for men to hold our hair ties. <laughs> <laughs> I did want a hair tie assistant. You're right. <laughs> yeah, they, they just like, they're it, for some reason, there's a lot of straight men who won't like ask a friend to take a picture of them. They're like scared to seem, God only knows what, like not masculine, you know, if they're not holding a dead animal in their picture or they're not like doing something manly, like, no, just ask it. The, when the sun's hitting your face in a nice light, just hand your photo, hand your camera to your guy friend and be like, bro, can you snap like <laughs> seven pics of me real quick? I, it, it would make a world of difference. And they're, and they're absolutely like terrified to do it. Or, or I think there's also the notion that like, well, every time I write about, um, guys dating profiles on 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 tweets or in humor pieces you know the first people to come out and comment are guys saying well have you seen women's profiles uh, and and they'll be like every picture has a girl doing yoga or like on a mountain or like you know what uh, you can see their bodies you can see their faces you know what they like to do like all of those things are great and they'll be like well they have filters okay you still have like if you know, as long as their whole profile isn't filters, you still have a really, and I know there's a lot of like catfishing scenarios and I feel thankful to never have been a part of one, but I, you know, I think in comparison, women just put more effort in. And so, you know, it's very simple guys, full, full headshot, uh, full body shot, an activity you like to do, let us know you have friends. And then like one or two of those repeated. Like, I like your idea. I like the idea of like the, the DM, you know, because I, the only place I talk to people that are strangers that possibly could lead into dates is DMs. Cause mm-hmm. I have Instagram, right. But you get to, if you follow somebody on Instagram long enough, you're going to see what their personality is. And you're going to see like what their stories are, what their posts are. And you're eventually going to see like something real with them. Whereas like, you know, you're talking about the guys hiding the face compared to the girls doing the yoga and the beards versus in the, you know, all that other stuff. But like, from what I'm hearing on the other side of my guy friends are going out on these dates. Yeah. You can see a girl's whole body standing on the mountain, but you don't know the crazy that's coming on the other side of that picture. You know, you don't know the personality that they're trying to filter away. Whereas a guy holding a fish in a boat is literally telling you, this is what I fucking do. This is who I am. I fully you know? support the like I my like most controversial opinion. How much should I talk about fish picks? Like I love fish picks because I know that is absolutely I I have nothing in common with this man, uh, except okay. that I also you know I love to be held by men in boats. But like other than that, like that to me is very revealing. But I think it's really unfair to be like we don't know how crazy she is. Like. How much it's not just even that it's i mean it's just we don't know I, if a guy I, is gonna murder us based on like a well, picture well, and you guys are worried about us being crazy like that's, no, that's the, the, the other side i mean your your basement profile page you know somebody's going to murder you when they're in the basement right? left but, right but they're at least they're in the basement but you're swiping right because she's got a nice ass but then you're like but what if she's crazy you know, no. we're not swiping right on the basement guy and being like hope he doesn't murder me you know <laughs> Well, that's the thing is he's telling you straight up. Whereas the girl with the nice ass in the filter, 
comes goes on a date with you, you have two days and then she lets you know she's got four kids or she's got uh, eight dogs or she's got whatever. Men do that all the time. Literally, probably more so. I'm getting a lot of feedback from the other side, the male side that's saying like like they're being catfished in a different way and they're being lured in in a different way. And the stuff on there is not true. It's called hidden fishing. Get it right. Kitten Kitten fishing fishing? is uh, basically a small, tiny fib versus catfishing, which is like you're not even that person at all. So like a lot of people do hide the fact that they have kids and then they spring that on you. And it's like that is literally a part of your everyday. That's something that should be in the profile. But the reality is you until you are sitting like on a bar stool next to someone you you cannot know you can I I feel like I have a formula for like the best kind of guys that I'm going to meet on a date and it's usually pretty good but it doesn't matter even even based on interactions and banter like if if you're not having good text exchanges with me like my initial reaction is you probably can't carry on a conversation in real life or you can't keep up with me and that's not always true when it comes down to it like you, you literally cannot know. And there are a few things you can know <laughs> before you meet up with somebody, but that's when you decide to sweat. You don't think about it any longer. Like if it's going to be an issue, don't like sh- move along. You're not invested at all. The second something's like questionable, it's like, it's not worth it. You're probably right. Yeah. The intuition. Yeah. You got it. You got to trust it. I, you got to trust it. And if not, read memes because they say everything you're thinking or worrying about or somebody's experienced and it'll tell you all you need to know. Yeah, pretty much. I think there was one that I posted recently that like, I'm still single because like stay like, like watch staying home and watching true crime shows and sending memes about being single to your friends is just like safer holistically. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is, but you know, the whole point of it too is like, you know, we're all putting ourselves out there and like going on these dates because you want to hope someone defies those odds against all odds. You want to hope that like, you know, when I think about all of the couples that I know that I actually admire, which is very few, uh, that, you know, I'm like, out of all the people in the world, these two people like found each other through all of their pickiness, through all the things they like, through all their hobbies, through all of this, like, through their timelines, through, you know, timing in general, and they have found each other and like they're, they're, it's working. It is such a few and far between like possibility that like, that's why we still keep, this is why we leave our DMs open. This is why we chat about it on podcasts. This is why we go on dates, you know? ultimately yeah. like you want to hope that there's like that person and i don't always there's believe a lid, there's a there's a lid for every pot there's that's why there's the saying you know and i believe that too you know i just don't know where my lid is right now but it's in the cupboard it's there <laughs> but like there's a lot of yeah sometimes there's a lot of lids like you know and sometimes you use the wrong lid to cover <laughs> to cover a pot and yeah, it works <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well some lids found some pots recently in the news. So like, are you here for Ben and Jen reconnecting or are you like, uh, let's stick with what we knew originally, what was broke? I'm normally a believer that like, if you break up, it is for a reason and that no one, everyone is who they are. 
just an interesting verb combination. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like no one, for the most part, people aren't going to change. Like, especially at this point, like after you're like mid thirties and beyond, like this is exactly who we are as people. And of course you can make little changes here and there, but uh, so I'm normally not in favor of getting back together with an ex. However, enough time has passed for them. And, you know, I, I fully support it. I'm on board. Yeah, if you're if you're able to love somebody enough to propose to them at some point in your life and the situation isn't right or maybe it's not the right time in each other's lives or anything like that, then I think that you would have that love still for somebody. You were willing to spend forever with them. Yeah. Right? At some point. Did you see that so picture? That love- I'm sorry. Did you see that no, picture of when she like I think it was last summer when she was walking out of his house and her hair was like all like astray and the smile that she had in her face and it was like like yeah she knows what she's doing like you know there there was much more behind that obviously than like just a good night of a dick down from ben but you know like (laughs) there's something to be said for it i i i think it's great yeah yeah i agree i mean i think that's why we all do look at the memes and this watch the rom-coms and all the things and and we hope for what other people have because we believe that like it is magical in some capacity and and true love exists and soulmates and the whole thing. And so like their story, I think, gives us hope. I mean, they've gone through hell and back, it seems, with their various relationships and all the dramas. So for them to, like you're saying, Rob, be in love to the point of getting engaged, life took its course. Maybe timing wasn't correct. Like these people say, these the experts say, timing is everything. And then finally, after they've gone through it all they probably took the pressure off certain things and prioritized other things and reconnected with the right values in place and could make it work this go around because they caught they they got through the clutter and what really matters is love so also if they live the last however many years of their life together that is a cute golden age story and i hope they optioned it to Netflix or whoever the future will be, whatever the network that is, they should definitely sell the rights. It's kind of a version of the movie she just did, though. <laughs> the ma- oh, Mary, Mary Me? Yeah. Okay, so there, there was also a post from, like, E! News that was, like, Ben and Jen, and then it, behind it it said, Marry Me, yeah. like, as though it was the cover of the movie. And the proposal apparently was she was in the bathtub, her favorite place, oh. and he got down on a knee and proposed there. You know and what that's like, called? That's called doing the bare minimum. wow that has layers ladies and gentlemen (laughs) no it seems that everything you write has layers so we are so glad you shared some of those layers with us on the show today and we love all of your writing and can't wait to keep reading it can you remind everyone where they can keep up with all of your amazing work your funny commentary about dating and relationships helping us make it less disappointing one meme at a time oh my god go on uh yes please follow me on twitter and instagram at omg skr uh and you can read all of my new yorker pieces and uh i have some very poignant thoughtful essays about love too at sarahreynolds.com Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.